What is good, Divine Dolls? So I just want to add to the voices out there. I'm jumping right into it Saturday morning. Um, the hashtag one of the family friends said is let's find Carly. Pretty sure I'm going to put up a thumbnail where you can see a picture of the young lady. I'm going to go ahead and replay this sound bite um, so that they can, because I don't want to missay the, the wrong location. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Carly Russell, the 25-year-old vanishing last night along Interstate 459 in Hoover. The search is starting immediately. Okay, they said in Hoover. Immediately last night and continuing into today. By land and sky, crews are working as hard as they can to find her. Right now, a $25,000 reward is being offered. And as police continue to search, we are bringing you team coverage from all angles of the story. Yeah, as you can imagine, her family is distraught. Carly's mom and dad holding out hope, knowing their daughter is a fighter. And I, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it early, too. I really appreciate that there's news coverage on this, that we have eyes on it, that they're taking it seriously, that we're seeing an outpour of law enforcement. We have 91,000 views. Baby girl, we're coming to look for you. Like, keep fighting. Let's go. If it's a chance for her to put up a fight to try to save her life, she's going to do everything she can. That's her mom. And to put up a fight. So we are asking that the community, um, again, people even in other states, to do the same thing. If you can please spare any time, if you will just go to gas stations, hotels, um, just anywhere. And this is where community comes in. I think about <clears throat> the power of the sisterhood. And even here from California, yes, I'm lifting my voice. Yes, I'm building awareness on it, even though I'm we're out here. But for those of you that are closer, you know, let's practice what it means to really have camaraderie for each other. Let's be those pair of eyes for each other. If you see something, say something, but actively keep your eyes open for her and others like her. Okay can't imagine what they're going through right now. WVTM 13's Lisa Crane is anchoring our coverage tonight. And she gets us started this evening. Lisa, what do we know about this case and how it all unfolded? Well, we know 25-year-old Carly Russell called 911 last night at about 9.30. She had left work, was on her way home. She said there was a toddler walking alone on the side of 459. She hung up with 911, and then she called a relative. Now, at that point, we believe that she got out of her car to check on the child, thinking that police would be there at any time. Her relative said she heard Carly scream, and then while it seemed Carly dropped her phone, the connection continued. When police arrived, they found Carly's vehicle, her cell phone, and personal items, but no Carly and no child. And um, this is important too. I, I want to take as many opportunities as possible to just teach you to be aware of your surroundings. And um, <clears throat> I think that she did the right thing in terms of calling the police first and being on the phone with the relative, right? Um, and calling even though she was approaching a toddler, I've been in similar situations where, not to where I got abducted, but I always made sure that I was on the phone if I was approaching somebody that needed help. And, and or <clears throat> even if, like, for example, if I was, if I, I don't necessarily give people money, but if I'm gonna, um, like, I'll ask them, like, if they want something to eat, I'll go buy them a meal. And then I'll be on the phone when I go to hand them, to hand it to them. But you know, it's one of those things where you think about the 
if it's a toddler, you're scared they're going to run out in the street. If it's at 9.30, I'm not sure if it was a.m. or p.m. Um, they didn't quite specify. But, you know, if it's at night, you're scared that they're going to run out into the street and so that you want to put them in into safety and that type of a thing. And somebody definitely took advantage of that. And so it's one of those things where, you know... <sighs> If it was clearer in the day, you try to stop other people to somebody else to come out and join you. And so you have another party to help look out and stuff like that, too. But this is such a tragedy, you know, definitely tugs on my heartstrings. I talk a lot about how, you know, especially in our community, we stay extending the olive branch. We look out for each other. We look out for the babies and type of a thing. And so in this case, it cost her. But, um... You know, it, it just makes you kind of think about what can we do to protect ourselves more and to be aware of, of how people can even use children, which I think is makes this so egregious. But um, I don't know, even as I, I kind of have an idea of how I would approach it in the future, too, and, and kind of just maybe, you know, you think that you're in your car, you just get out with your phone, but to have your pepper spray on you or to have your taser on you. And so... It's almost like maybe if we implement that idea of like being able to protect yourself to still be able to protect, in this case, a child, right? So it's one of those things where you just you just never know. But anyways, let's get back to this story, I to the news. So. A single witness has reported possibly seeing a gray vehicle with a light-complected male standing outside of Carly's vehicle, but we have no further information on that individual or the vehicle at this time. Time she went missing, time we heard that scream, and so many people started helping look for her. Um, we've been from here to Tuscaloosa to Mississippi. Mississippi. Just um, checking hotels. Checking hotels, uh, gas stations. Gas stations, uh, just asking around. Um, truck stops. Now, the family organized searches throughout the night and all day today. They had folks meet at the Hoover Met. Many strangers, friends, and relatives, volunteers there to help out today. Jarvis Robertson has that part of the story for us. Here in Hoover, there has been a lot of attention focused on finding 25-year-old Carly Russell, but not just in the Birmingham Hoover Metro, across the state and country. This case is drawing a lot of attention. Now, a lot of people showed up to the Hoover Met hoping to help find her. This is the... And this is interesting, too. And, you know, this is so important because at the time I'm recording this, this is from uh, this news press release was released 16 hours ago. So we've moved into the night hours and it's important that you understand that if she's being picked up they understand that she's probably going to be used for human trafficking and so trying they're probably going to try to get her across state lines this is definitely um a pattern for like organized crime right this is not some regular regular person that's just like out there deliberately understanding how human behavior is what type of person is going to be attracted to trying to rescue a child uh, late at night um, vulnerabilities down. <clears throat> and um, the other thing, um, what you're not seeing as I'm recording this is that they're showing a flyer. And so it says she's 25 years old. Her name is Carly Russell. She is, and she's tiny. Um, she's 150 pounds, 100, 150 to 160 pounds, but she's only 5'4", y'all. She's just about an apple and a half high. Um, when I did a podcast earlier, I, I want to say it was yesterday and it has a, the thumbnail of a white male 
And he was a, it's titled like the architect who worked at a um, domestic violence center for women. Um, they say that he's on the bigger, taller side, but each and every one of the young ladies that of lives that he's being charged for, um, taking, they were all like five, five, under five, five, tiny, maybe some of them like closer to a hundred pounds type of a thing and stuff. And so, this is also important too. I think that women in general, we have to learn to protect ourselves. Um, but our, our small ones, our petite ones, you know, um, just that extra vulnerability. And let me go ahead and read what it says on the flyer. So this is on July 13th. So today, the time I'm recording this, it's Saturday, July 15th. And I really do hope that they find her because I have so many heartbreaking moments but I hope that they find her and I hope that they find her alive. And um, yeah, I just, my heart is just breaking for her right now. So it says on July 13th, around 9.30 to 10 p.m. So it wasn't the p.m., you guys. It was at night. And if you get a chance to look at the video, usually when I take a thumbnail, I intentionally do it so that you can go back and watch the video and watch the imagery. Matter of fact, y'all, good news. I am going to go ahead and... um start uploading i went ahead and and subscribed for something that's going to allow me to do the 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 actual visualization for the the for the youtube video that i need and then um yeah so we're we're going to be going into this and i'm probably going to start covering a little bit more of her stuff on there and so but if you get a ch I, I deliberately take a thumbnail so that you can go and look at the visual and go to the channel yourself and stuff like that. And if you get a chance to look at the road where she was abducted, it is one of those roads. I mean, for where I live, it's kind of like it's uh, I'm not used to seeing that type of thing. But it's kind of like you're going for miles and miles and miles and it's just dark and a lot of wood. It would. And so what it looks like is as, as she was driving, it's pitch dark. Um, very few, if any, lights on the road, and it's close to the woods. And so, if I when I say it's close to the woods, it's probably like maybe what twenty feet from the twenty feet from the road. It's just really thick shrubbery. So all it is is you know this person was probably just waiting in the um in the in the shrubbery in and so in the thick bushes. And they have the child and they can see the child. And so then when they see the lights of the car pull over and the person get out of the car, you can't see them because they're, that's how thick the um, shrubbery is. And so then that's when they come up and she probably pat, you know, passes. And so her back is turned and then, you know, as she's passing the person and reaching to the child, he can come up from behind her and that type of thing. And so I imagine even with the sound of cars and passing by, you're not going to necessarily hear it. There's grass. And so again, you're also not going to hear somebody creeping up on you on the grass. So, but yeah, so it says, um, this was around 9.30 to 10 p.m. Um, Carly Russell was abducted in the Hoover area of 1459. I think that's part of like their highway from what it sounds like. And so it says, and is missing at this time. Her car and personal items were left at the interstate. Yeah, so it is Interstate 1459. It says, if you or anyone, 
was in the I. So it's the interstate. It's the I-4595, okay? The interstate 4595 area in the vicinity of Hoover High School around that time. Please contact Talitha Russell, which would be her mother. And it has her phone number here. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's going to be um, phone number 205-401-3365 or the Hoover Police Department if you have any information. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and continue to play this um, sound, the, the news clip flyer that they've been giving out now close friends family members and even strangers all dedicated trying to find out where she is i had a chance to speak with some of her close friends and families about why this is so important take a listen this is the second wave and I, it's hotter than it was earlier i mean it's later than it was earlier and to see the and so this is her best friend kennedy sperling um young ladies y'all we gotta get carly we gotta get her back home but from earlier grow like this, I, it just it just speaks to the kind of friend that in person that she is. The numbers are here and we are so appreciative. And this is a family friend and she's the one that's going to tell us the hashtag. Let's find Carly. So I'm just raising my voice and awareness to that, too. And um, yeah, let's go. We really thank everybody that has come out to help us search for Carly. And the hashtag is uh, let's find Carly. Let's now, although Kelly. they may have gone home for the day, they're still not giving up in hopes of finding her. They will be back out tomorrow morning, starting at 8 o'clock at the Hoover Met again, looking for Carly Russell. In Hoover, I'm Jarvis Robertson, WVTM 13. All right, Jarvis, thank you very much. Well, Angela Harris has been helping out during the search. Her name might sound familiar. She is the mother of Anaya Blanchard, and her child, Anaya, disappeared and was later found murdered in 2019. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So I'm familiar with the um, name of Anaya. Um, I actually did a um, podcast on her, and um, I'm always, every once in a while, do these podcasts where I encourage us to just... You know, take those self-defense classes, ladies. I would much rather prefer that you are able to give up the best fight. And, you know, even when I first started my podcast, like maybe about two years ago, maybe going on closer to two and a half years ago, one of the very first podcasts that I did in that span of time, I started to talk about how, you know, and, and it was a series because I started to come to the realization that, Part of the reason we're not investing in self-defense classes is because we don't even value ourselves. Other people see that we're a commodity. Other people see us as a resource. Other people see us as prey, but we don't see ourselves as a treasure. We don't see ourselves as having value to where we have to protect ourselves. We will protect our phones. We'll put co you know coverage on our phones. We'll put the protective glass on it. We will put an alarm system on our car. You know, we will even put like little tags in our in our purses to make sure that they can be found. You know, we will protect everything else outside of ourselves. And so it's like I am appealing to every mother and father that has a daughter. Put your girl in. Parenting is a responsibility. And I say this over and over again. It's more than just putting food on, you know, in their mouth and clothes on their, the table. I say this every time. Clothes on their back and a roof over their head. 
you need to provide the education, the personal development. But if you have girls, you have to invest in putting them in some form of martial art where they can protect themselves. You know, um, and it's not a choice. And some of you have a little bit more means to get them to teach them how to um, go to that gun range. You know, but you have to at this point, it becomes irresponsible. If you're a young lady under the sound of my voice and now it is within your means and your purview to invest in that boot camp or that four week course or, you know, self-defense class and to link up with other people that teach you self-defense for young ladies. If you are at a church for the love of God, because, you know, when I think about it, I really do have my gripes to pick with with churches and stuff like that. But at the same time, I get it. Even though women are the most majority of their churches, it's not in their best interest to empower the woman. I don't know, even though they're your tithe paying, you know, constituents, but, you know, at least put some self-defense class, self-defense classes for the young ladies in your group. If they're going to be your tithe paying constituents, wouldn't you want to at least make sure that they're protected so they can continue to keep showing up to your church and paying tithes? I mean, come on you know, type of a thing. And so um, it'd be good if we had it in schools and to teach them awareness and stuff, because it's another thing too, when, like I said, like maybe, you know, we're not, the hindsight is so perfect. And I wanted to make sure I address this too, because I could sound like a complete know-it-all type of bitch where it's kind of like, oh, I know if it was me, I would have waited for another person to come and I would have had my pepper spray on me and my taser. And when they came up, I would have blazed them, right? Type of a thing, but no. And so, but what would have definitely helped me is if I have a little bit more of like martial arts to where it's like, even if I am caught unaware up behind me, I know how to just kick you in the nuts, kick you in the juggler, poke out the eyes, you know what I'm saying? And really like grab them by the testicles and just squeeze like all get out and type of thing really quick. And one of the things I, I, um, I used to do, um, I, I, I guess at this point it's been so long that I don't even really know what to call it or I just don't maybe want to, but I was trained how to, um, you have to be very quick and it's something that is taught and it can be taught and it really just does take that that one weekend for you to go to those self-defense classes. And once you are trained to move into action, because a lot of the times when you start to understand human behavior, you have to um, be able to run that program quickly. And so once you install that program, it definitely moves how you how you move around things. So it's like, even in my day-to-day stuff, I, I, if I see something, I'm able to move real quick, jump into action, and kind of identify things really quickly. And so that could have given her a fighting chance. You know, like I said, who would have known that she would have needed to have a taser or pepper spray? But that self-defense is just going to give you that extra, that extra fighting chance. And again, it comes down to you're not going to seek out self-defense and you're not going to give your daughters self-defense classes because you don't value them enough. You don't understand how valuable other people see them. You, you know, and I'm not, I hope that I'm not making this sound like, oh, the parents are bad or anything. I think that we're at a point in time where we can keep having these situations where, you know, our young ladies are being abducted 
and we can keep having all of this stuff and or we can start to put two and two together and evolve and say, you know what, how can we lower these numbers? How can we change the trajectory of these outcomes? And part of that outcome is teaching them self-defense, you know, teaching them survival skills, you know. Carly Russell's parents say having her there has been helpful and comforting. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about Anaya. Anaya was another young lady, y'all, that and again, I think that it it really, to me, self-defense is going to be like the next step up for where we're going to have to go. Because Anaya, coincidentally, was another young lady that was doing everything right. She um, she had her best friend share her location. She um, her her mom, her brother. And her best friend had the location for her phone for wherever she was. And she always made sure to check in where she was going. Somebody always knew when she was leaving and when she was coming from a certain location. Like every every day, every single time. And she had just gotten off the phone with her friend and told her, I'll be home in five minutes. She stopped at a, a local gas station. And y'all, to me, like, I, I don't know. I think it's probably because of where I live. Like, I couldn't tell you the last time, and it's to the point I've talked about this before, too. I also have another podcast where I said, if you have a chance to buy your gas from a Costco or a Sam's Club, do that. They have attendance there. There's lots of people there, and I find it to be so much safer. Is it a $100 membership? Yes. But that the the um outcome in terms of safety... And how much happens at these gas stations? I couldn't tell you the last. I mean, I've been to gas stations. I usually go first, you know, early in the day when it's light. I have stopped going to gas stations late at night, but it's not a part of my regular patterns. Like I say, I go to Costco, I get my gas, but you're not really going to find me at like a 7-Eleven a.m. p.m. Or that type of thing. And it, it sucks for women. And I think that maybe I don't want to admit, you know, some other places, maybe that's the norm. And why not even just go to a grocery store versus the quote unquote convenience center, you know? And so, but anyway, so this young lady went to this gas station. It was late at night. And um, they have video of her walking into the store. And... um. But when she left, she just vanished. Her car was left there. And it turns out that this man that um actually opened the door for her to go into the store was the man that ended up abducting her. And again, she was a small frame um young lady. And um, what happened is he had his car. It was a van. And this is the other thing too, y'all. I I am, um, again, I, I, I learned to... And it's funny when I'm saying I, 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 it's because I actually have a thought and then it's like something takes me further back and then it takes me even further back. So um, it's kind of like reset, no backup, some more backup, some more. So um, even with vans, I think that you start to develop um, awareness of scenarios and patterns and stuff like that. And it's just part of my personality, but it counts to part of my survival. I remember at the young age, I've shared with you a, lo- a lot of you that I, my first year in college, I went to um, college in Costa Rica. And I remember 
Um, one, and this, I talk about how I don't go out at night anymore. I stopped going to gas stations at night. I stopped doing a lot of things at night, but it was around the age of 19. Again, grew up coach, um, like very sheltered, but my little brain can put two and two together, like, you know, type of a thing. So when it comes to survival, so, um, I remember there was a, um, another young lady out there had been abducted and they found her, um, and the same, it had been a white van and it had no, you know, all the windows and everything. It's kind of like, it doesn't even have windows. It's like one of those white vans that I actually, those things scare me. To, uh, I'm, I'm a very, very aware of them. And so what happened is it was one of those white vans and, um, it can just park right alongside you. And then the doors open up and they just snatch you and pull you in. And so it's one of those things, like I'm being reminded of another story of a young lady that she actually, um, she was coming out of her grocery store and she remembers that where she had parked, there was a white van that parked right next to her car. And so as soon as she saw that, it was like that same, and I saw the picture of, of what it was. It's the same white van that uh, I'm trying to explain to you. And the hair on the back of her neck stood up and she's like, absolutely not. I'm not going to go next to that car. So she um, waited. She waited. I think she, she kind of like second guessed herself. And sure enough, like I think when she got closer to the car, she heard the doors open and then she ran back into the store and that type of a thing because, um, and then she just waited for them to leave, but it was like, they were trying to abduct her. It's kind of like, you can hear the doors open and stuff. And it was, for, she was far enough away that she realized that it was really what her first thought was that this person had deliberately parked their car, that, tr that, that van there and had seen her that's that you know small young lady get out of her car and so it's things like that being aware of where you park who's parked next to your car are there people in that car are there vans you know and that type of a thing so and so yeah i remember i remember one of the right after that story happened um in costa rica i remember i was walking home from the university and it was late at night. I didn't have to be there because all my classes were in the day, but I had gone to, to the library library and um, I was walking home. I lived like a quarter mile from the from where the university was. And the car, the van passed by and I said, oh, my goodness, you have to be more careful. I remember this. I said, you have to be more careful because you're out here at night and this van could have just came up and, you know, snatched you. You're not walking with any of your brothers or your parents or, you know, or another colleague. No one knows where you are, you you know, and stuff. And so I said, yeah, from now on, I'm just going to be more careful about that. And, and so... Yeah, that that just talking a little bit about the story about Anaya, but I do have a podcast on her and, you know, um, just really appreciative to see this mom out here reaching out, involved and providing that type of support. I think part of what helped them find Anaya sooner than later, um, even though she was deceased, it was because her friend knew right away 
when she didn't get home in five minutes that something was wrong and then she tried calling her over and over and she couldn't get in touch with her she got she called the brother and she called the mom and they couldn't get in touch with her either and that allowed them to go into immediate looking and searching for her and looking at surveillance cameras and stuff like that too so but you know and and it's difficult i get it because when i think about like even for my niece absolutely you know want to do those type of things but if she if she um doesn't want to i get it that's why i talk about how you know you can have these conversations with your daughters and stuff like that and it can seem like maybe you're just being too protective and stuff like that um especially like i remember Part of it, when I, when I, I started clubbing, when I, and when I say I started clubbing, I've been probably like to five clubs in my whole life. It's not my thing. It's not my scene, to be quite honest. Um, um, I don't, I'm not really into drinking. I'll have a sip every once in a while and stuff like that. But, um, I've been to like an older people's club type of a thing. And so that was fun because the music was going. <laughs> and stuff and I really y'all know I love music and stuff like that and so they were playing some really good stuff but I remember part of the reason I didn't like it is because when I would sneak out with my friends to go and we were both Christian background we both went to the same Christian school but she was a diehard rebel like she used to go clubbing from like 18 18 18 trying to get into the older clubs and everything too. She was very attractive. That's the one of the the friends that I told you, like Nelly saw her and he wanted to like totally date her. Now, mind you, she's a minor. She was a minor when he met her when, when, yeah, but, um, but she liked to, she liked to party. She was, she's my Hispanic friend, right? We were friends for years, but, um, and but one of the things I did not like is I didn't like the sense of vulnerability that came with if something happens to me, okay, my mom is not going to know where I am. Notice I'm saying my mom, right? My mom is not going to know where I am. My I, I got to a point, I remember like the last couple times I went, I would tell my brother, my you know, one of my brothers, hey, I'm going, I should be back at X, X amount of time. Like, if I don't come back, you know, something is wrong because that's going to be my intention. I'm going to communicate with them and let them know type of a thing. And so, but I was like, if something happens to us, my parents are not going to have a clue to where to come find for me. Because I think part of it, too, in the back of my mind is like, hell yeah, I'm going to fight. Hell motherfucking yeah, I'm going to (laughs) fight. You know, type of a thing. And so... With that, too, kind of in the back of my mind, I don't want to get too inebriated. So don't really like how this stuff tastes anyways. But um, and so thankfully, my friend, she wasn't she wasn't really much into drinking either. She just liked to be out partying with the boys and stuff like that. She really liked to dance um, type of a thing. But yeah, it was just. I don't think part of the reason I wasn't able to really enjoy it too is because I felt like there was so much predator energy. I felt like, how am I, I you really, when you think about it, if it's supposed to be fun, like you really do, you're fighting between wanting to just let your hair down and just dance to the music and throw your hands up and like 
do whatever the moves are and sing along with the music with a whole bunch of people. But in the back of your mind, it's kind of like the hair is standing on the back of your neck because you don't know if somebody's going to try to slip something in your drink or try to, you know, sometimes poke you with the syringe or try to overtake you in the parking lot or separate you from your friend or, you know, what can happen in the bathroom and stuff like that. And so you just never... I think when I'm reflecting on it now, I never really get to fully enjoy the experience of clubbing, I feel like, um, and that type of thing. But yeah, and so, but that's kind of the story with Anaya. Let's go back because her mom is talking. And um, again, I just appreciate that the mom is involved with just helping to build awareness for other people. So, well, my heart's breaking, first of all. Um, and as soon as I woke up this morning and saw the Facebook post, I immediately reached out to the family and to friends. Like, how can I help? Um, and knowing that the situation is very serious and knowing what this family is going through, I just came immediately to do whatever I can to be supportive and then also search if need be. It's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we're going to do everything we can. Now, if you have missed anything, you can find it all on the free WVTM 13 app. You can watch the news conference in full there. Everything we know about this case is there on the homepage. Mm. Live in Hoover, Lisa Crane, WVTM 13. So that's the end of that. Again, if you know anything about Carly Russell's disappearance, please call police. There is a $25,000 reward for any information, and you can remain anonymous. So again, the hashtag is Let's Find Carly, and... Um, there was something else I wanted to say. I think that, you know, one of the things I've highlighted how they're trying to Feel that. It's that. how they're going after the bisonet pimp. Right. But they're also going after um, this one guy that, that I think is called the Gilgo Beach serial killer. And one of the things I talk about is that our community and our society cannot go any. It cannot elevate any higher than its lowest like woman, right? So once you start to see that we're addressing justice, and I think even with all of the missing black young girls and the missing black women, I can guarantee you that this person thought, you know what? They're not going to come looking for this girl. She's just a statistic. She's just a number, you know, and no one's going to come looking for her. They're probably going to think that she ran away or that, you know, something so on and so forth. And I don't think that they are counting on having, you know, like, and I, and this is really heart touching to me because I've talked about this before. It is really um, disheartening to hear the stories of young ladies go missing and it's not taken seriously. And when you think about like, even the stories, I, th I think if I remember her name correctly, it's Eliza Robinson, you know, this white woman that was out jogging and you see all of these forensic people coming out. You see outpour of law enforcement, helicopters, buses coming in, all of these resources. And it's like, where is that for our, our young women? And where is the news coverage? So one, I appreciate that we have the news cover coverage from WVTM 13 News. I appreciate that we have the 91,000 views. I appreciate that we have the awareness. I appreciate that it was taken seriously. I appreciate to see the helicopters out there, the police out there, the community coming together to look for her, you know, and I want us to be more hands-on with, 
with this and stuff like that. Um, I'm already at the 35 minute mark, but I will be keeping an eye on this, y'all. Let's find Carly, you know, and I think that this speaks to the bigger sentiment. I think if I want you to take two things away, and I learned this from Bob Proctor, right? I was watching um a video of him of his this morning, the science of the secret science of getting rich. And I but I I listen I have a way of listening and patterns and stuff like that. So I was listening to what he was saying, but I also was paying attention to how he gave his talking points. And then he wanted to remind you what the takeaways were. It's almost like writing a paper, right? So you have the intro, the body, and the conclusion. And the conclusion, you kind of re-wrap up what it was that you wanted that person to take away. I would want you to take away two things. I would want you to take away that, you know, um, let's, let's, practice a pair of eyes, you know, looking out for each other type of a thing. But the second thing that goes in tandem with that is if I want you to take away anything from this too, let's commit to getting involved in some type of self-defense. As a matter of fact, I just thought of something. I think that if, um, what I'll do is I'm going to look for self-defense videos on here. Um, let me see self-defense. Okay, here we go. Self-defense for women. And I'll come back on and I'll show you a video of that one too. And, and, um, but I, I want to encourage you, like, this is not something to just go cheap on. I think if anything, you know, look for something in your local area where you can learn to defend yourself, um, where you can go in, take that one day course, you know, put on your, your workout gear, go in there, take your daughters with you. Take your daughters with you, and if you are past that age to where you can put together, you know, even if it's $100, that's the best investment that you're ever going to put in, in your life. It's going to teach you to be aware of your surroundings, how to protect yourself more. And hopefully, I think even as we're getting more community-based, how do you keep in touch with those ladies for the rest of your life? How do you... um connect, you know, who is your accountability person that's going to make sure that you can always text. And, you know, what I think about when I used to work in the workplace and there were those few nights where I would be the last one working, working late on projects and my, my, my coworkers, they were assholes. So they didn't, to me, I was just a mule. So I had to get stuff done. And that meant that they would go home to their husband, their wives and their kids and they didn't care that I had to take down stuff from an event. And I got better to where I would have student workers to where if my staff, if my coworkers leave, at least I have student workers there with me. And we work hard and I would pay them extra. I would always like double up their payment and give them extra hours because it's like, I don't know. That's just how I am. But, um, and so, but when we go to our cars, I'm making sure everybody's in their car and we are all leaving that campus together. But, um, I remember when I would have to drive home, like I would tell my parents, okay, I am leaving, um, this place. Or if I had to walk to my car late at night, I would call campus security and ask them to stay on the phone with me until I got in my car and exited campus. Like these are all just little things that we have to learn to be um, careful with each other. Another important one too is surveillance cameras, y'all. Surveillance cameras, they are get, becoming more and more affordable. Like one of my favorites is Arlo. Um, Costco has really great systems as well too. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, those those are things are important to have. And I imagine as we get evolve more, there are going to be other things that you can keep on your body or on your person that will help, you know, you to be tracked better and to find where you are and stuff like that. And, and I'm sure that I will cover them if, you know, the best way I know how. So y'all let's, let's find Carly and other girls like her. And, um, yeah, see the value in protecting yourself. You were definitely absolutely worth it until the next podcast. Peace.